everybody. Welcome to the Bay Podcast. It's your co-host James with Jake. Episode 74, Week 6 Preview and MLB Playoffs. Happy Thursday, Jake. How's it going? It's going pretty well. How about you? I'm doing great, uh, except... No, actually, I'm doing pretty great. Uh, didn't have school today on this marvelous Thursday uh, due to the power outages uh, at St. Mary's. Hopefully everyone's good, though, in Moraga. There was a fire near St. Mary's College. Um, but it did not get that close to St. Mary's. Thank God it was going the other way. God's a gale. But how are you, how are you Jake? You know, um, today, so for this episode, it's going to sound a little bit different. Uh, the app I use to record our episodes has to be updated because I uh, my iOS got updated, you know, the software for the iPhone. So the app developers have to update their app to fit the new iOS. So we can't be. So we're not using iOS. We're not. We're not using the opinion podcasting app that we always use. We're using this thing on your MacBook Air if you have one called GarageBand, where we record what we say. However, we try to put music in. Uh, we try to put music in for the episode, like our intro song. Um, James, how did that sound? Yeah, it was just not working out. Um, nope. But yeah, Jake does a great job uh, being our producer on the BA podcast. You're damn right. Um, but yeah, like he was saying, the app just is not working. So we have to um, utilize what we have to put out our content. Yeah, so which means there's no intro song and no conclusion song. Um, so there will be no there will be no music today. Um, that's just how it is for this episode. Until I figure out how to do it and switch everything, because we try to put a song in on GarageBand. But it sounded like half of it was fast and half of it was slow. Uh, so it was all choppy. It sounded like complete. Yeah, the tempo was all messed up. Yeah, it sounded like ass. So we're not doing that for this episode. But, and it might sound a little bit more deeper. We may have deeper voices because of the recording stuff that's going on. Until we, until we, I might have to buy a microphone. I'm not sure yet. But, or we'll con- see, we'll we will. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. This episode is going to go out. And it may be different, but it should be fine. This episode is brought to you by Power Outages. But Jake, why don't we talk about uh, that was weird. we've been delaying for a little bit. That was weird. Um, you're weird. I'm weird. Okay. That's true. Let's talk about the MLB playoffs, though. Um, why don't you uh, Why don't you start it off, Jake? <coughs> yep. So yesterday, well, yesterday and today, we had three winner move on, loser go home games. So the, so the NL and ALDS, it goes to five games. So best out of five. Whoever wins three games moves on to the NLCS, which is the National League Championship Series, and ALCS, which is the American League Championship Series. And so we had two NLS, NLDS game fives last night. Winner, goes, winner moves on, loser goes home. The first game is between the St. Louis Cardinals and Atlanta Braves. The Cardinals drop an unprecedented, unprecedented 10 runs in the first inning. And win Game Five and the series with the Braves, thirteen to one. The Cardinals were down two one in the series, and they were basically down. In they were basically down in Game Four with about, I think, five outs to go in the game. The Braves get those five outs on the road. They move on and they move on to the championship series. However, the Braves came back, won that game, so they had to go to Game Five. 
As we said, the Cardinals drop 10 runs in the first inning and win the series 3-2 and win game 5, 13-1, I believe. Yeah, I stopped. One. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I stopped. The water. I rushed home from school to watch that game. You know, I got some pizza, got some za. You know what I'm saying? Za. I, I rushed home, had a nice little Mountain Dew for the occasion because it's Game Five. These days, this doesn't come off. This doesn't come often. So I rushed nah. home. I look. I turn on the TV, and it's nine nothing. Like, wow, this game's <laughs> over. So I just played Madden for the rest of the rest of that game. So I didn't really watch any of it because the game was already over. But the Cardinals took out like most of their starters after like the top of the first inning, which was kind of funny. They said, like, "Yeah, we're not going to risk you, so come out." So they just put like a bunch of their backups in, and they still won thirteen and one. So that was a good one for them. And the Washington Nationals. This game was crazy. Did you watch this game, yeah, James? I, I did. I was. Uh, I actually did not. I wasn't watching. I was at work, and for some reason, I couldn't get uh, TBS. Uh, on my Xfinity uh, app on my laptop, so I actually decided just to listen to the game um, for a majority of it. So I was just listening to it like a, like it was on radio the entire time. But then, uh, right when I got home, I got to see uh, what's his name hit that absolute dinger to make it seven three. So, uh, why, but why don't you talk? Why don't you talk about the game? But yeah. Also, if you're listening to this and you hear a bunch of banging noises. We have, I have people working on my house on my roof, so they're like taking off tiles and putting new ones on. So if you hear constant banging, that's what that is. So don't be alarmed, but it's annoying as fuck. Do you hear that? Jesus fucking Christ. What the fuck are they doing? It's like someone's fucking shooting something up there. Anyways, the Washington Nationals, I guess the Los Angeles Dodgers, the Nationals were down 2-1 in the series, have to win game four. They win game four. Scherzer started on short rest. They win game four somehow. Scherzer was amazing in that game. So they win that. We go to the fifth game in Los Angeles. Okay, good stuff. Steven Strasburg started for the Nationals, and they faced against Walker Bu- Walker Bueller Bueller on the Dodgers, who he started the game. Um, the Dodgers in the first inning hit a two-run homer. They lead two nothing. By the sixth inning, they're up three to nothing. The Nationals score and make it three-one. Then we go to the top of the eighth, and this was crazy. Clayton Kershaw came in for the last out in the yes. seventh inning. Last out in the seventh inning, made a got struck him out in three pitches. The guy he faced. So then he went out for the eighth inning. So he's out. He's he's playing around with the. Uh, yeah, he's facing the right-handed Anthony Rendon for the Washington Nationals. For those who don't know, Anthony Rendon's one of those like. I'm trying to think of an NBA. Like a NFL term, like NFL comp for him, but he's like, you know, he reminds me of Adam Thielen in a way, where he's a superstar, but he don't know much about him. Um, I mean, we know a lot. I, I mean, well, I, I mean, say a lot how, of people know what. Yeah, how about going this? On with Adam Thielen. Yeah, here's what I'm, here's what I mean. 
before Adam Thielen became this well-known superstar, he was already pretty really good. He was already really good in Minnesota. We just didn't catch on him until like I think last nah, year. Nah, nah, I don't, I don't. No, for the casual that. fan, for the casual fan. I would say for the casual fan, even at that, like they didn't know who he was for his first three years, and then he broke out. That's really what it is. Yep. So that's what that's what happened with Anthony Rendon. He was under the shadow of Bryce Harper in Washington. Bryce Harper leaves. Anthony Rendon this year then goes on to have like like mid thirty like thirty, I think around thirty four home runs, a hundred like thirty RBIs. He batted like two ninety two, like two ninety as well, not two ninety two, but two ninety as well. Uh, so he's like this guy you never really like. If you if you watch fantasy baseball, if you play fantasy baseball and you watch the games like regularly, you know about him. But for like a fan who just watches the postseason, they may not know who Anthony Rendon is. And they think, oh, that guy has nice stats. Well, he must be really good. I've never seen him before. So that's what they think for that. But Clayton Kershaw came in to face him, Anthony, to, to face Anthony Rendon, and to face Juan Soto, who we've been talking about a lot on this podcast. Because Juan Soto is 20 years old and a superstar. And here's what happened in that inning. Again, Dodgers are up 3-1. Kershaw has a history of choking in the playoffs. Dodgers are three or six outs away from going to the NLCS. And here's what happened. Goes back to the... Rendon in the air to left. Taylor goes back to the wall, and it's gone! Anthony Rendon, a leadoff homer in the eighth, and it is a one-run game. In the air to deep right center field. And there she goes. We are tied. So that was Ernie Johnson on the call. And as you hear there, two back-to-back home runs on two pitches. Clayton Kershaw blows the lead like he always does in the postseason. Chokes. Like he does every single year in the postseason, and I you know what, I felt kind of bad for him because you see him on the bench and he's a nice guy. You know, he he's best he's a, he's like best friends with Bumgarner, so that was pretty sad to see him on the bench like that. James, did you see the photo of him on the bench just like looking like he's like like yeah. saying, like devastated, yeah, just, just just full just full schlump on the bench. Um, pretty it's a pretty discouraging photo to look at, um, especially what. Uh, what he did and what he's really known for in the postseason, right? Yeah. This year after year, just him imploding in the postseason is just. I mean, you're a Giants fan, right? You love to see it. Yeah, you know what? I felt bad. You for, love to see it. I no, felt bad for I mean, a second. Like, on, like, we can feel sorry for the guy. Then I started to die laughing. Like, it sucks that the, it happens to this guy. Because he's such a good pitcher and. In the regular season, right? Yeah. But he's just so known for him and his terrible performances in the postseason. Especially when it's like, oh, here we go. The game's on the line. Or here we go. Time yeah. to close out the game. You know, he, like, reminds, he reminds me of Peyton Manning before Manning won the Super Bowls. Before Peyton Manning won the Super Bowls, he was just like Kershaw. Great in the regular season, MVPs, Cy Youngs as well for Kershaw. 
Manning had MVPs, led the league in passing, like touchdowns. But for some reason in the playoffs, he could not get over the hump. Yeah, just yeah. couldn't get it over the hump. But um, then he did. But Kershaw yeah. has not shown that yet. Not yet. What was the, I was looking at the photo. They they always bring this up. They always post it uh, on social media. From 2013 to 2019, the Dodgers specifically, right? Lost in the NLCS. Lost in the NLCS. Lost in the NLCS. Lost in the NLCS. Lost in the World Series 2017. Lost in World Series 2018. And again in 2019, lost in the NLDS. Yeah, that's Dear insane. God. That's insane. Dear Lord. The Dodgers are the Sharks. They're a 100-win team. They, they won, a, they won 106 win wins. 106 wins. It's absolutely insane. Um, I mean... They got they got players Cody Bellinger, uh, John Peterson, Clayton Kershaw, God, Walker Buehler. I mean, I don't know. I mean, they're obviously a good team, but they just couldn't get it done against an attitude, man. What, well, we just didn't. Get damn it, it we kind of jumped ahead, but you are everyone already knows what happened. But for those who don't know. Um, so ties the game up. Dodgers do nothing in the bottom of the eighth. Nationals don't score in the top of the ninth. Dodgers don't score in the bottom of the ninth. Go to the tenth inning. Um, the Nationals load the bases of no outs against Joe Kelly on his second inning of work. Up the bat, Howie Kendrick, who was a former Dodger, and he knocks them out of the playoffs with this. This is deep to center field. Bellinger's back. That was what happened. A grand slam by Howie Kendrick, the deep center field on a, I believe it was on a 0-1 pitch. It was a terrible pitch. Hit it the right center field for the home run. And as you just heard, Howie Kendrick with the dramatic game-winning grand slam off the Dodgers reliever Joe Kelly in the tenth. Um, the Nationals move on to the NLCS. The face to Na- the face to St. Louis Cardinals. We'll get on that a little bit later, but now we're moving on to the American League. Uh, the Yankees swept the Twins in three games to win that series, so they're in the ALCS. The Yankees yep. are. Yep. Um, the Astros host the Tampa Bay Rays tonight in Game Five. Winner moves on, loser goes home. The winner of this plays the Yankees in the ALCS. I believe that starts on Saturday. The NLCS starts on Friday. Um, so. Yeah, I believe that's what ha- I believe. I believe that to be the case, but we shall see. Uh, the pitching matchup for tonight for this game five is Astros righty Garrett Cole, who's seventeen and zero in his last seventeen decisions, goes up against the Rays, who counter with Tyler Glasnow as their starter. Uh, the Rays are trying to advance to the ALCS for the first time since two thousand eight, and for the second time in franchise history. And the Astros are trying to advance to their third straight ALCS. Um, it's trying to go to three straight ALCSs. Uh, they won. They won the ALCS in 2017, lost last year to the Red Sox in five games. Um, but if the Astros win, game one's in Houston on, I believe, Saturday. 
And if the Rays win game ones in New York on the same day, um, we believe, we won't find out until after the game's over tonight. But that's what I believe that to be the case Friday and Saturday. Friday for NLCS, Nationals versus Cardinal. Cardinals, game one is St. Louis. Friday, and the ALCS, Yankees versus the winner of Astros Rays. Game one, either in, either in Houston or in New York. And it should be pretty good series to see who goes on to the World Series after that. Yeah, definitely. You're not lying. Yeah. Who wins tonight? Who, 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 I mean, you're an Astro fan. Yes. Obviously. Yes. Um, so obviously you want the Astros to win. Yes. Um, but I think it should be a good game. Um, yeah, it should be really Eric good. Cole's a pretty good pitcher. So, I mean, yeah. we'll, we'll see who really uh, – we'll see this is pitching – Pitching door and how it goes about, but um, yeah, it definitely should be a good game. Yeah, I'm picking. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a close game. Um, I think whoever scores first is gonna win the game. Um, but we we shall see. Um, Astros have been the best team in the league. They had 107 wins. Um, they have the best pitcher in the league going for them tonight, Garrett Cole. Uh, they have Zach Greinke possibly on short rest. They may not need that though. Uh, but Garrett Cole. Is 17 and 0 in his last 17 decisions, which is incredible. This could be his last start for the Astros. He's a free agent. He's a free agent after the season, and there's rumors of him coming to the Giants, which I will greatly appreciate because his brother-in-law, who he's, he's married to Brendan Crawford's sister, so there's that connection there, and he's a top of the line ace. And if he if he they sign him and Bumgarner leaves, it kind of eases the pain of losing Bumgarner, who I think is going to go to the Braves because as the Braves shown, they need someone like Bumgarner for just what happened yesterday. They need they need someone like him for Game Five because uh, Bumgarner is the greatest rules, the greatest postseason pitcher we've seen in generations. Um, so I believe that could happen. But again, ALCS tonight, four oh seven, Astros versus Rays. Um, I'm going Astros. I wouldn't be shocked if the Rays win, but it's going to be a close game. But I think at the end, the Astros pull out and win. Pause. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, I'm taking I'm taking Astros too. Good. Yeah, so that's the end of the baseball segment. Um. Yeah, we'll take we'll, t- we'll take a break right here, um, and we'll be back right after this for some NFL Week Six Pick'em Niners versus Rams preview and other NFL news as well. And we're back. Uh, great uh, baseball segment there. But let's get into it. Uh, week six, but let's talk about the most important game of the week, which is the 49ers versus the Rams. Yep. Uh, with a little recap of both teams. Uh, starting with the 49ers, who beat the Cleveland Browns on Monday night, 31-3, to um, which was really Nick Bosa's coming out game. Jake will agree. Two sacks. Should have been three. Yep. Um, for sure. Uh, we got to see uh, Judge Kittle's first TD of the season on a nice seam route. Uh, Jimmy had a good day throwing two touchdowns, I think about 180 yards. Yeah. Uh, pretty efficient uh, through the air. And then Brita had his two touchdown day, one through the ground, like 83-yard TD. And then second through through the air on a little choice Texas route towards the goal line. I love one of those in Madden. Those always work in Madden. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you're near the goal line, they for sure if you can get like a like you're like a 38 or whatever little Texas route they're like man defense they'll get shit yeah zone kind of screws it up a little bit but man makes it yeah 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 definitely agree definitely agree 
Um, but yeah, lockdown defense the whole entire game, only giving up three points. Uh, OBJ, OBJ was held uh, to pretty much close to nothing. Jarvis Landry had, I think, about 75 yards catching. Um, but yeah, no TDs were let up. Baker Mayfield played like shit. Um, great overall game, great Monday night game. Happy that I watched this. Uh, instead of going to the Warriors open practice, which I was invited to multiple times to go to, but yeah, I saw a bunch of people there just, on our Instagram. Yeah, just, I just could not let up watching the 49ers first it's part of that yeah, game. It's Monday year. Night Football. I mean, yeah, exactly. It's Monday Night Football. You know, it's 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 fucking primetime Monday Night Football. There was a funny Our story favorite. about that. How uh, John Lynch invited Steve Kerr and Bob Myers to yeah, see the box yeah, of them. Yeah. Like, yeah, sure, we'll love to go. Like, oh, fuck, we have open practice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I thought that was, yeah, exactly. Pretty funny. Uh, but, yeah, some stuff that, uh, some not, not some good stuff that happened during the game. Uh, for those who don't know, for those who didn't watch the game, um, Kyle Juszczyk, uh out four to six weeks um, for a knee injury, knee sprain particularly. Um, he is getting a second opinion. I, didn't have, I haven't heard any news on that second opinion, but I think it's going to be likely – I will see him for out for out for about a month, um, for sure. Uh, hopefully that recovery process goes well. Um, I also we have the Rams this week, um, but we are going to start seeing a lot of our uh, NFC West foes come uh, coming up in the next couple weeks. Um, and also not only Kyle Ustrak uh, getting hurt, but Mike McGlinchey out for four to six weeks. Uh, he played the entire game. Yeah, uh, there were at times where uh, you could see him a little gimpy, gimpy. Um, uh, walking up and down the field, um, he did not finish the game. Um, he he is getting his knee scoped, uh, so he should be out four to six weeks. Also, so now we have both our starting offensive tackles out uh, for a, a majority of the time period. Um, so our starting offensive tackles will now be Justin Skill at left tackle and then Daniel Brunskill at right tackle. What are your thoughts, Jake? What are your thoughts on that? You know. Justin School has actually really surprised me. Like, he's actually pretty good. Now, he's not Joe Staley level, obviously. But he's not... You remember that... You remember when the Niners had uh, Jonathan Martin? Yes. Like, I thought he would be, like, that bad. Like, Jonathan Martin bad. But... He's not like Jonathan Martin. Like they're not in the same stratosphere. Like Justin Skule, he may not be a starter long term. Like he may not be like an upper, like an above average starter, upper echelon starter long term. But I do think now it's years away from this. But if Joe Staley ever retires and Skule like stays on his trajectory on how he's been playing recently, um, he could be the left tackle of the future. However, I think the best case scenario for him would be like a swing tackle type guy who can start in pinches. But if you have to start just in school, it's not a bad thing because he's actually pretty good. It's not like some devastating injury that if Justin like if, if like if left tackle gets injured, like, oh my god, we have to go to the backup. It's like okay, we have the backup who's actually pretty good. He can play competent football, above average football for stretches of games, which is all you really need um, because you can scheme. Like running away from him and stuff like that, making sure he's not like pass blocking for a long time, like short screens, slant wraps, stuff like that. But Justin School's actually been pretty good. I've been surprised by how good he's been. How about you? 
Yeah, uh, yeah, I somewhat agree. Uh, I, I agree that he's he's done really well. Um, obviously, the Browns didn't really take advantage of him against on Monday night. I have no idea why Miles Garrett was not lined up against him on every single play. They were putting up him against Mike McGlinchey, and Mike McGlinchey was the only guy who actually gave up a sack that game. So on on Mike, not on Justin's field. Uh, I think he's. I think you're right. He's he's he has held his own for sure. Um, he's done a great job. Definitely no complaints. Um, but yeah, on the Joe Staley thing, um, I mean, I think it's been what three weeks since his injury now. Yeah. Um, coming back soon, hopefully. Um, and then once that comes back, Joe Staley goes back to left. You'll see Justice Gill probably take up that right uh, right tackle position. But um, from from how it looks right now, I can see him being a vile, uh, uh, a starter. Um, Obviously, we lost our, our swing tackle in the preseason, Sean Coleman, uh, to injury. Um, I think he broke his leg. Um, yeah. But once we get both our offensive <laughs> tackles back, uh, he's definitely one of the best uh, swing tackles for sure. Yeah. Like that position was supposed to be Justin. Not before the season, we thought it, was, it would be Sean Coleman, um, as I believe you said that. Um, but yeah, as you yeah. said, he got injured. Um, Justin School is like six seven too, so he's not like some like weak guy. Like he's really smart. I like went to Vanderbilt, so he has to be really smart to go there. Um, he's been really good. The one issue is without McGlinchey is Daniel Brunskill. Now, yes. Now, in the short amount of snaps that Daniel Brunskill has played, he he just mauls guys. I was watching, you know... Um, he had some bright spots. Brian Baldinger? Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. He, he, Baldy breakdowns. He was talking about like their offensive line, and there was three plays with Brunskill in the game where he just took on two guys. Like, he flattened the first guy, the off defensive lineman, went in the second level, flattened the linebacker, and I was like, holy shit, this guy's, an, this guy's a really good run blocker. Pass blocking we have not seen yet, because when he's in the game... Like they don't want him to be pass blocking. Like he comes in the game to run block, and he's a damn good run blocker. Now the passing block, pass blocking, we have not seen yet. But in the short amount of snaps that I've seen of him playing, he's he's pretty good too. The Niners have four like solid to like they've two solid players in Brunskill and School. They have Joe Staley as a future Hall of Famer. Mike McGlitchie, who's going to be a pro bowler, all pro in his career. They're like in the higher echelon of tackles. But most teams don't even have... Most teams don't have two tackles. Some teams don't even have one tackle. The Niners have four tackle candidates who you're like... Where you are confident in if they have to come in. Um, especially if school and brunt school. Like, you're not like, oh my god. You're not dreading them playing. You're actually kind of interested in watching them play, and most teams can't say that. Five, if you count five, if you count Sean Coleman for sure. Yeah, I I, just, I didn't count him because he's not on the roster, and he didn't play at all last year either. So he hasn't played from two in two years, and I've I've never watched him before, so I can't answer that. Um, but yeah, and like most teams, as I said, don't have two tackles. Some teams don't even have one tackle. I'm looking at you, Cleveland. They have no tackles there. The Niners have four, four to maybe five solid tackles that could play 
two of them will play. Two of them are upper echelon. These two guys are like more, you know, replacement solid starters, solid backups who are thrust into the starting spotlight who have school, school I should say, has shown that he can handle that. We haven't seen that for Brunskill yet, but we have seen glimpses of hope. Definitely, definitely agree with you. Um, but yeah, so those are, those are the things that are going on with the team right now. Um, but let's talk about some of the, uh, the rankings. We'll get a little updated on the rankings for week six. So for our offense, they are fourth in total offense, uh, averaging uh, 427 uh, yards a game. And then uh, thirty, about thirty-two points per game. That's pretty. That's pretty good. Um, we are twenty-second in passing, though, only averaging about two hundred twenty-seven yards a game. But we are first in the league in rushing, averaging two hundred uh, rushing yards a game. That's pretty cool. Um, with our man, all the running backs literally can eat on this team. It's it's, it's crazy. Uh, Brita, Moster, Tevin Coleman when he's healthy. And I mean, gosh, just Jeff Wilson Jr. just vulturing touchdowns. But I mean, God, yeah. our run game is uh, is crazy. Uh, and then on our defense, we are uh, second in total defense, um, pretty high in both uh, passing and run uh, categories. Uh, but we are only giving up about 257 yards a game and only giving up 14 points per game. Yeah. Now about 14. that, about the defense. There's just there's this thing called like advanced like analytics called DVOA um, for, I'm not sure if you, I'm not sure if you know what that means or like, I mean, not, I, I've heard of that before. Yeah. Like I've heard of it. Uh, for those who don't know, who don't know what DVOA means, uh, DVOA is basically, it, it stands for the defense adjusted value over average um, from football outsiders. Uh, you can go to their website and talk about it and look at it more. Um, so what they say about it is Warren, that Warren Sharp does a pretty good job explaining what it is too. Yeah, I don't have that tweet. Do you have that? I do not have it up on me right now. Now. Yeah, so it's a lot of like analytic stuff, which I kind of enjoy. Um, but I'm trying to see if I can find like a definition of it. So here's what it says on FootballOutsiders.com. This, this segment is called Reading by Jake. This should be fun. Anyways, the main statistic used on Football Outsiders, DVOA breaks down the entire season play-by-play, comparing success on each play to the league average based on a number of variables including down, distance, location on field, current score gap, quarter, and opponent quality. While it can be used as a measure of total team performance, it differs from other power ratings found throughout the web because it can be broken down to analyze team effectiveness in any number of ways. Down, quarter, rushing versus receiving, location on field, passes to the backs versus passes to the receivers, and so on. And it talks about reading the article, Memphis and the Madness, for more information. It stands for defensive, defensive defense adjusted value over average. And although they use the same letters to refer to defensive rankings, which are t- adjusted to take into account the quality of the offensive opponents, um, and when this is not adjusted for opponent, the status called VOA. We won't get into that. But the Niners have the number one DVOA defensive rating in the league. And the Niners, according to DVOA, have the sixth best team DVOA in NFL history. So, yeah, 49er defense, uh, definitely real. 
Um, yeah, we're second in the pass, only only giving up about 175 yards a game, and fifth against the run, only giving about 81, 80, about 82 yards a game. So our defense is uh, definitely well constructed. Um, Robert Sala did a great job finally figuring out how to use uh, our players on defense and then gaining the people that we needed in the D Ford, uh, dropping Nick Bosa, getting Juan Alexander, Fred Warner, stud. And I'll say it again, Jimmy Ward is one of our best players on defense. And also the stat. Go ahead. Sorry, I'm back. Did you pause it or are we still live? No, we're still live. All right, perfect. Sorry about that. Um, lost my train of thought. But yeah, our defense is doing great. Um, yeah. Obviously, we have a big test and the Rams, who are not, who are we, who we are not about to talk about uh, this week, week six. Um, getting off there last week. Gained the loss to the Seahawks, 30-29. Uh, um, Goff uh, threw one touchdown, uh, one interception. I think he threw about 400 yards. Uh, I think 395, exactly. Um, they did have a chance to win the game at the end, which we recapped uh, in our, our, our last episode. Greg DeLay or Jake commented on a photo, Greg's uh, sirloin. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty fucking funny. Uh, he couldn't hit the game winner at the end. Uh, uh, at the end of seal the seal the game, uh, so GG's to that guy. Um, Todd Gurley had two rushing touchdowns, uh, uh, two touchdowns that game, uh, rushing wise, only on 50, uh, 51 rushing yards only on fifteen attempts, uh, not getting a lot of production. And in the past game, also not getting a lot of production. He only had three catches for six yards. It's kind of yikes. Um, again, not the same. Uh, but he's, uh, quote-unquote, what do they say? He's not on the pitch count. Um, but, yeah, they're tight end. Who they, they did not extend this offseason. Uh, Gerald Everett, he had seven catches for 137 yards. Um, Cooper Cup had nine catches, 117 yards uh, for a touchdown. Um, the Rams on did not give any sacks up this game uh, on Jared Goff against uh, – Seemingly not that great Seahawks defense, not all that great. Uh, for those who don't know, forgotten, they did trade for Jadavion Clowney. Uh, I mean, he did have a pick six against the Arizona Cardinals, but hasn't had any really a highlight plays with the Seahawks. Um, but yeah, giving up zero sacks, uh, the Rams offensive line. Uh, defensively, though, they, they did have a sack on Russell Wilson. They did force a fumble. Um, but through the air, they gave up four passing TDs and on the ground, 118 rushing yards uh, to Chris Carson on 27 attempts. Um, for this week, uh, week six, uh, Gurley's status is actually up in the air with a quad injury. Uh, I think he did not participate yesterday. Um, I think he might have not even participated today, or he might have been limited. So keep an eye on that. Uh, I also have their injury report, too. Oh, go ahead. Yep, so as you said, Todd Gurley, uh, his injury that's listed on the Los Angeles Rams injury report is a quadricep. He did not participate in today's practice. Clay Matthews has a broken jaw, did not participate as well in today's practice. Natrez, or yesterday's, no, well, in yesterday's practice, 
Natrez Patrick, who's one of their linebackers, has a hamstring injury. He did not practice either. Aqib Talib, who has a rib injury, did not practice either. Brandon Cooks, who had a concussion, is limited. Bryce Hager, who's a linebacker with a shoulder injury, he's limited. And their rookie, Taylor Rapp from Washington Safety, is an ankle issue. Ankle ankle injury issue history yeah. issuery I said issue and injury issuery um, shut up Siri he was limited as well um, so that's their Wednesday participation we do not know Thursday we do not know Thursday yet um, but I'll look that up and see if I can find it but that's their Wednesday's injury report and James if you want to talk why look that'll be fun about what sir. If you want to talk about whatever you want while I look up their injury report, that would be great. Yeah, so yeah, the Rams in their rankings, uh, their fifth in total offense, um, they're averaging about 413 yards uh, total per game, uh, averaging uh, about about 29 points per game. Uh, they're second in passing with about 317 yards a game and 22, 22nd in rushing with only about 96 yards a game. Um so really relying heavily on the on the on the past game, uh, not on the ground game. Uh, they're thirteenth in total defense, not as high as they were last year, uh, giving up about three hundred fifty yards a game, giving up about about twenty seven points per game. Uh, they're sixteenth against the pass, giving up about 240, 243 yards per game, and then fifteenth against the run, giving up about a hundred yards per game. Um, I think. The stat was Aaron Donald got his first sack of the year, week five. Kind of yikes. Uh, and again, I keep to leave uh, not playing that well. Uh, Marcus Peters uh, is okay. I mean, he had a pick six against the um, Buccaneers, but that was a really high scoring game. Their defense is just not the same uh, for some reason. Um, they do have Corey Littleton in the middle. He's a pretty good uh, uh, middle linebacker. I'll give him that. Uh, Taylor Rapp, when, he, when he's not when, for a rookie, he's, he's a pretty good safety. Um, but yeah, the defense just does not seem to be the same this whole entire year, especially after the Super Bowl. Uh, Jake, have you found uh, what you were going to talk about? No, they have not. Uh, they have not said anything yet. They didn't say anything about it till six p.m. yesterday. Uh, so I guess they practice late in the day, apparently. Um, but we won't find out on this episode. But I may post it on our Instagram story on our B- on the BA podcast. So follow us there. Yes, follow us on the BA podcast. But yeah, um, again, uh, 49ers versus the Rams. Uh, LA Coliseum, uh, 105 uh, kickoff. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure 105 kickoff. Uh, Sunday. Uh, should be a good game. Should be a good game. Um, yeah, hoping the Niners win. Uh, five and zero would be great. Another game to uh, another game to prove the doubters wrong, right? Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Okay. Yeah. Fucking Christ. Um, yeah. People every single week. Oh, they haven't played anyone good. Oh, they played the Browns. Oh, the Browns are trash. Uh, here's, oh, the Browns here's, are here's what happens. Champions over. Yeah. Here's what happens. Or crown uh, Super Bowl champions over the uh, offseason. Oh, all right, dude. Play the Rams. Oh, the Rams don't have – Todd Gurley uh, is hurt. He, he can't run the – fuck off. 
Yeah, it's like um, you haven't played anyone yet. Wait till you play the Browns. They demolished the Browns. The Browns suck. Wait till you play the Rams. It's like what? Fucking figure it out. All right. Well, yeah, we're finished with that game. Well, why don't we get into our illustrious NFL Week Six pick'em? We do not have a special guest this week. I just decided. I just didn't really want to ask anyone. So just back to uh, just me and Jake this week. Um, the Raiders are on the bye, so we're not picking. Uh, we are not picking their game, obviously. Uh, but let's start with uh, tonight's game. Plays in that game. Uh, Giants versus Patriots. Giants are uh, they are not three and two. Dear Lord, that's wrong. What are they? They're two and three. Yeah, they're two and three. Uh, but yeah, versus the Patriots, who are five and zero, who are uh, Patriots are seventeen point favorites. Dear Lord, the over under of that game was forty two. Yeah, Jake and I are both taking the Patriots. Uh, no brainer for them. Uh, the Giants are depleted on the offensive side. Yeah. Uh, no Saquon Barkley, no Evan Ingram, uh, no Sterling Shepard, no Wayne Gallman for the second week in a row. Concussion protocol. Um, so yeah, not good. Sunday night we have another shit game, and the Steelers versus the Chargers. Uh, the Steelers are one and four. The Chargers are two and three. Uh, Chargers are favored by uh, let's say a touchdown with the over under of uh, forty one and a half. Jake and I are both taking the Chargers. Uh, there's a report today that the Steelers have no idea who will be under center on Sunday. Uh, for those who don't know, Mason Rudolph took that vicious hit. To the face, I knocked them out uh, last Sunday, and they had, I don't even know the, the backup's name, I forget. Uh, it's, um, uh, Devlin uh, Hodges? Yeah, 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 Devlin Hodges. Um, yeah. They lost. Yeah, they lost. Steelers lost last week. Um, so we'll see how that game goes. And then Monday night should be a pretty good game. Actually, I, in my opinion, it should be a pretty good game. Uh, the Lions are two one and one. Uh, the Packers are four and one. The Packers are the favorites by about uh, uh, four points this week, uh, with the over under four and a half. Uh, Jake and I are both taking the Packers in this game. Um, obviously, the Lions uh, playing well against the Chiefs. Uh, the Packers absolutely demolishing the Cowboys. Um, pretty pretty good defenses on both sides, I would say. Um, the Lions do have. Uh, a strong pass game, and they also have carry on Johnson. Um, but uh, be on the lookout for uh, Kenny Galladay to do his thing down the stretch in the pass game for sure. Uh, moving on to the 49ers versus Ram game. Um, 49ers obviously 4 0, the Rams 3 uh, 2. The Rams uh, were five point favorites to start, I think, the week off, but they are now three and a half point favorites with the over under at 15 and a half. Um, it should, it's subject to change with all the injuries, but yeah, Jake and I, Jake and I are obviously taking the 49ers what was that? in that game. Jake and I. Okay. What did you think I said? The first time you said my name, it sounded like JK. Are both taking the 49ers. GG's. Let's move on to my lock of the week. I'm taking the Cowboys. Favorite over to Jets. Cowboys are three and two. Jets are zero and four. Cowboys favored by a solid touchdown with an over under of forty two and a half. Jake, 
What is your lock of the week? My lock of the week is the Baltimore Ravens over the the 3-2 Ravens over the 0-5 Cincinnati Bengals. Yes. And our upsets of the week, I'm taking the Titans over the Broncos. Titans are 2-3, while the Broncos are 1-4. Don't know how the Broncos are favored in this game. Um, They're favorites by 2.5 points with the over-under of 39. It all just depends on which Marcus Mariota is going to show up. But yes, I'm taking the Titans in that game. Jake, what is your upset of the week? My upset pick of the game of the week, Jesus, is the Arizona Cardinals at one three and one defeating the Atlanta Falcons, who are one four. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay, nice. nice Falcons nice. are trash. Julio Jones may be out. Um. So yeah, I'm going with the Cardinals. Yeah, the Falcons are actually fucking dog shit this year. Uh, but yeah, let's move on. Um, let's like to, bo- to do a bonus game. This should be a pretty pretty fun game to watch too. Uh, the Houston Texans, who are three and two, versus the Kansas City Chiefs, who are four and one. Uh, Chiefs are favoring this game by minus uh, four and a half, with the over under at fifty four. Jake and I are both taking the Chiefs. Jake, are you taking the over under in this game? Taking the over. I think it's going to be 38-35 Chiefs. Mm, yes. Yeah, I'm also taking the over. I'm going to say it will be 38-24 mm. Chiefs. All right. Well, anything else to to the episode, Jake? No, go Astros. Yeah, all right, yeah, go Astros. Not um, rude. Yeah, thanks for listening to the BA Podcast. This is your co-host James with Jake. Episode 74, Week 6 Preview and MLB Playoffs. Uh, be sure to uh, follow us on Instagram, the BA underscore podcast. Like us on Facebook, at the BA Podcast for those who don't know. Uh, follow us on the SoundCloud app and also follow us on the podcast app. Yeah, make sure to subscribe, like, share, rate, review, unsubscribe, resubscribe. Did about 50 times to gain the system. A little trick I learned being over being in the industry over 19 months. So get on the top 200 podcasts worldwide. We will take top 200 podcasts, sports or recreation, but we shoot for the stars here at the BA Podcast. So get us in the top 200 worldwide. If you do, we'll give you a high five. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.